Welcome back to the Outside and Active podcast. This week, we get to speak to double Paralympic world and European T44 100 meter champion, Johnny Peacock. At 19 years old, he sensationally won his first Paralympic title at the London 2012 Games during one of the best summers in British athletics history. He then went on to defend his title at the 2016 Rio Paralympic Games. Before we dive into the conversation with Johnny, here's a word from our season partners, Sports Tours International and Club Center. Sports Tours International provide the opportunity to participate in the world's biggest marathons, take on the most challenging sportives, and watch some of the toughest bike races on the planet. As international travel partner of the six world marathon majors, including TCS New York Marathon, Tokyo Marathon, Austin Marathon, BMW Berlin Marathon, TCS London Marathon, and Bank of America Chicago Marathon, as well as the VIP tour operator of the three Grand Tours and five Monuments of Cycling, they get people of all ages and from all walks of life to the starting line or in prime spectator view. Find the next event to inspire your running at sportstoursinternational.co.uk. It's not just mass participation you could choose either. They also have an exclusive partnership with the world's number one training resort, Club La Santa in Lanzarote, to accommodate anybody looking for training or active holiday at this incredible sports leisure resort. Try your hand at over 500 different activities and enjoy recovery in the sunshine and an array of wellness facilities for all ages, abilities, whether solo, groups, couples, and families. To find out more, head over to clublasanta.co.uk. Johnny, it's a pleasure to have you with us today. Thank you very much for joining. How are you doing? Yeah, very good. Thanks, yourself? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. It's great to chat to inspirational people like yourself. And I actually want to jump straight in and ask you about the Paralympics, London, 2012. Being a 19-year-old in front of a home crowd and winning that gold medal, it would be great to hear an insight of what was going through your head you know, as you hit that finish line, like I can imagine it was complex <laughs> emotions and kind of like, oh, what's just happened and, and what's happening? Yeah, that was one emotion, I think, just shock. Yeah, yeah. shock and elation, well, shock and elation, I guess, uh, when I crossed the line. <clears throat> um, 2012 was 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 crazy, I think. For mm. me, you know, like you say, 19-year-old athlete, it was my first year on really the big international scene, um, competing at higher levels and I think that's probably actually what helped me is that I didn't have time to think about anything and actually really take it in and, and realize where I was, what I was mm. doing before I knew it. I was just in the race kind of running it and I didn't really know how much it meant and how much pressure was there. And I think I probably had more pressure in Rio than I did in London, yeah. you know, cause I'm actually aware now of what this is and we've been training for four or five years for yeah. this now. And whereas before it was, I mean, it's there in two years, suddenly you're there, you know, no one expected it. Was that kind of how long before the Paralympics in London did you realise, oh, I'm going to be there? Uh, yeah, not that long. I think even like I'd broken the word record um, and I was still saying, oh, you know, like, this is just a strong team. And stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so I yeah. still wasn't even kind of shoring up at that point um, when I probably should have. But and I think, yeah, probably we got announced, what, <clears throat> probably about six weeks before we left. Um, wow. So only then, yeah, it's probably only at that point when the actual name was kind of written down that I was like, oh yeah, we're actually going. It's going and it all just kind of sweeps you along. Yeah. It's like often you find with young sports people when they get thrown into like like a footballer or a rugby player, they're an 18 year old just going thrown in and you kind of get that, oh, I've got no pressure. I can go and perform. And you, it's kind of what you spoke about there. Whereas if, you know, someone's in their mid twenties, late twenties and going again at Rio, it's like you feel that pressure a bit more, but you, you backed it up. 
Yeah, well, yeah, I think we managed to just about. Um, yeah, a bit disappointed. We won't talk about the backup of Tokyo uh, <laughs> too much because uh, it didn't go to plan there. But no, do you know what? I think you're right there because it's something that I noticed actually watching the Olympics and the skateboarding personally because I was watching the skateboarding and I'm like, why are they all 13 years old? I'm like, the best, you've got these 13 year olds becoming Olympic champions. Oh, is, it, is it Sky? Sky? Yeah, and, yes. like, and there's just, but even the Japanese kids, they were like, literally, I think there was a 13 year old Olympic champion. And I was trying to understand, I was like, why is it that it seems it's almost like gymnasts that the younger they are, actually the better they are. Mm. And then someone said it was, it was fearless. Yeah. So all it is is because they haven't fallen over that many times. They haven't had the big wipeout. So that's not in their head. And that's why all that's this really the true. same thing. Like you say that, I reckon if you actually probably sat there and <clears throat> interviewed your sub 20 athletes turning up to a majors, they'd all be the most relaxed people you'd spoken to. Yeah. You speak to the 30 year old. He's like, Oh God, my mortgage, you know, my house got bills to pay. He's worried, you know, whereas, yeah. you know, the young person is just starting life and they've got no fear. So I think there for me, that's what I had in that age. And I think that's probably what a lot of kids have. Yeah. Just no fear. No fear. Yeah. And I, I, obviously we won't talk about Tokyo too much, but how was the experience? <laughs> it's not I'm joking. You can. Yeah. How was the experience? Of, of with with London and with Rio, you kind of have the crowds and you have that element. And I'm, I'm sure at points you block it out, but sometimes you harness it. At Tokyo, obviously with the delay and everything, how different was it? Kind of an environment and an atmosphere. Do you know what? Yeah, there was a lot of talk going into it and about kind of yeah the, the lack of crowds and is it going to feel the same? And I think it was it was a lot different than I expected. I think. The no crowds is obviously, it was a bit of a, well, it was a loss, you know, mm. it would have been awesome to have the crowds there. I think that just gives adrenaline. But we were still in the village. We were still going up to our majors. It was still a championship. So mm. it was still the biggest and the pinnacle of your sport. And I think for me, that took over. So when you walk around a village, you just start getting in the zone again. And it's like, that's what was really building everything mm. up. And when I stood on that start line, you know, you're going out to that race. I don't think any athlete took it any less seriously almost and had that, that little notch taken off. I think we all were very aware of where we yeah. were because I think the build-up there was and being in yeah, the village true. for that amount of time, like you, it's all you're thinking about. And, you know, for me at least, it wasn't as much as a drop-off that I expected. Um, <clears throat> I think if we have to be realistic, there was probably a couple of percent because of adrenaline. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I actually think it was very similar like some weirdly similar interesting yeah yeah but um quieter yeah <laughs> yeah different experience yeah so then going forward it's paris paris next mm-hmm. then la i mean you're still i can't believe it. you're only 28 years old <laughs> yeah. you, you know london paralympics was was when you were 19 mm. so you're still you know so much going forward but is that motivation that hunger still there because you've you've won so much but what keeps you going uh you know the mortgage unfortunately (laughs) (laughs) yeah unfortunately in a tax man and the mortgage they're always going to come knocking um you know but no genuinely um i took a year out in 2018 i think um and it kind of just re-sparked my love of the sport again and you know when i started training and i I remembered how lucky i am to be doing what i'm doing and doesn't matter if you push this sport out for as long as you can go. You're not going to go much past what 40 and you've got the rest of your life. You know, you've still got half your life to live. So for me, I'm very aware of how lucky I am to be doing the sport yeah. for a living. I'm very aware that I get to train for a living and it's a, it's a, it's a good life. It's a fun life. Hmm. Um, so I'll do it for as long as they let me. Yeah. yeah. So as long as somebody pays me and they let me and the body holds up, then I'll still be there with it- my Zimmer frame in a, yeah, in 30. It's good when, when work doesn't feel like work. 
that's that's the ideal thing. And exactly. I guess you'll know when it gets to that point where, like I said, if you, you, your body keeps serving you well, but if you get to the point where it, it doesn't feel like mm. fun anymore, I guess I guess that's when you know it's a bit different. Yeah, I think you're always going to have those moments. But yeah, mm. I think definitely as a whole, to a point, you know. <laughs> Yeah, obviously sometimes, you know, if there's if there's money there, it doesn't matter if you're having fun or not. <laughs> that's a good point. That's a great point. Go around the money. So <laughs> you Taxman's there. turn up, yeah, that's it. <laughs> and it, it'd be interesting to note, a year after um, London 2013, you were awarded with an MBE as a mm. 20-year-old. What, like, that must be an amazing feeling. Do you even really know what what was going oh, on? Oh, no, yeah. Like, I remember <laughs> they, they, they gave them to all the um, gold medalists and... Yeah, it was weird. I didn't feel like I deserved it. You know, it's one of those really? things because it came so quickly. I remember I didn't pick it up for like nearly a year. Um, I think I think I was literally probably one of the last people to get it um, from that 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 list. But yeah, it was like it was really surreal, really really surreal moment. It was awesome to have my nan there. Um, you know, she she had a good day, yeah. uh, good good memory. <laughs> um, yeah, so. But it's it's very strange, yeah. I find it mm. really crazy. So you do have to go there, and it's all very proper, and you're yeah. suited and booted. It's just a queue, though. That's what it all was, yeah. It really, just, yeah. Just a queue through Buckingham Palace, basically. That's all it is. <laughs> like a, standing like there, a machine in, literally. MBE out, just, just gigantic, and you're there for like two hours in a queue, and then yeah, then you just somebody goes in front of you, and he's got his knighthood or whatever, yeah, yeah. And then, everyone's just everyone's there, and then there's just like probably millions of pounds worth of prices out on the wall or something. Yeah, like. yeah. Inevitably, <laughs> it was, I mean, it was, yeah, it's a lovely scenic queue. Yeah. yeah. Um, it would be interesting to ask you the, the, the Commonwealth Games coming to Birmingham this year. What you'd like to say to to any up and coming athletes that are looking to be inspired? Like, what what would be your message to those up and coming athletes? Um, do you know what? Just just soak it up. That's mm. what I'd say. Is I think the best thing to do in those situations is to just go and see it live. You know, I think there's there's nothing that beats live sport. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, it's all well and good watching it on TV, but if you really want to feel everything and get all those emotions, turn up and. Like I said, there's not many opportunities that we're going to have to go and watch like Commonwealth Games, yeah. home Commonwealth mm. Games. And we, we can win a lot more medals at the Commonwealth Games too, which is nice and fun. <laughs> so, you know, you might have a few more events to cheer at. Yeah. Um, so I think it's it's awesome. But my my advice is it's the same advice to any child in sport and any kid. It's enjoyment. It's the number one priority is that you need to realise that you need to be enjoying what you're doing because mm. sport is hard. Like if you want to be the best at sport, you've got to hurt yourself and you've got to really take it to those limits. And if you don't enjoy it, that becomes incredibly difficult. Um, so my, my number one priority to all the people is just enjoy, enjoy what you it. do. Great yeah. advice. And drifting away from um, from athletics slightly, I, I've heard you speak before We're at the National Running Show and you've, you've just come off stage. And I think you made an incredibly important point about, you said about, I wouldn't take words from your mouth and want you to put it in your own way about disabled people being put into a box, whereas actually mm-hmm. that's not your mindset and that's not how you approach it and how you think that people should think about it. Yeah. So for me, like it's exactly, it's, it's just, a, it's like a realization that I had just a couple of years ago that every, it's like able-bodied people and disabled people, they always put themselves separately mm. and they think that like they're two different kind of categories of humans almost. And it's like, they're, they're different. It's like they look at them as just a different breed. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you're so inspiring. I couldn't do what you do. And it's like, well, you could. That's the funny thing is that you really could do what I'm doing. The only difference is like you could be disabled just as easily as I'm disabled. It's just luck and chance that Mm. has happened to me. But the whole makeup of me versus you, we're actually quite similar. You know, we've all got brains and stuff. We're all figured out ways and we've all got hardships and life's about perspective. Everyone's going to have something to overcome. 
And it's about how you choose to overcome that. And for me, the Paralympians are all just examples of human beings showing you how capable they are yeah. and how if you put a barrier in the way, they'll find a way either around it or over it. There's always a, an option and a choice there. And I just like to say that I think that all Paralympians and all disabled people are just human beings yeah. showing you what the strength is that we all have. So that's what I like to say is that all the able-bodied people sitting there is just don't look at a disabled person as, as separate and think that that inspiration that they have and that mental strength is, is, is solely for them. Every single one of us has that mental strength and that, and that ability within us. It's just about kind of accessing it. I think that's a fantastic <clears throat> point. And you also mentioned how the trajectory is going up in terms of representation. You've been on Strictly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was an Just experience. About, yeah. 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 <laughs> Two left feet that I got designed for that one. Um, no, yeah, it was, it was, it was a good show. It was a lot of fun, you know, a lot of fun. Um, and it was a really important thing to do as well. I think, you know, yeah. I think we managed to, to kind of have quite a really good impact from that. So that was really cool. Um, I think the world, yeah, the world's changing. I think like our human attitude's changing of what, so we're just trying to be nicer. I think as, as a generation, we're trying to realize what's acceptable as like from society and, you know, I think social media has kind of brought our eyes around to all of these small instances and nuances that would have happened and we would never have known about. And now suddenly it goes viral and we're mm. all actually outraged at how terrible that is. And we should be treating each other with kindness and yep. love. And suddenly over the last, what, five years, we're actually seeing discrimination slowly be eradicated. I feel like it's definitely still going to be there, but sexism is improving racism is improving disability discrimination is improving representation for for all of those fronts is improving but it interrupted a good point that you're saying about yeah 15 percent of people are, are disabled in the world and you wouldn't see that you wouldn't see that represented in no, life. exactly not on tv and i think like we're starting to see that now so with mm. all the reality shows that i think come out and i think that's what's really cool for me like love island to see a disabled contestant going into love island i know is so cool because love island is now seen as this <laughs> it's almost seen as like it's how the kids view i don't even know it's like just society yeah, and world and people and what you should be is, and how human exactly. interaction is it's yeah. literally like this little experiment of human interaction exactly and for them to throw a disabled person into that and for them to be accepted as a human being maybe actually a little bit of a, of a penis you know <laughs> not based on his disability but based on the human being that he is yeah. and that's all we're starting to realize now is actually i think that and it's the same thing you always do it when we're kids when we were kids, you see, it's the same thing. That, that classic photo of racism. It's the two kids, you know, Embracing, running up yeah, to each yeah, other. Yeah. They don't look at it because they don't see it. But and then we grow up and we start learning. We start putting people in boxes and start kind of categorizing yep. them as all different before actually realizing that we're all the same. We've all got different emotions and it doesn't really matter what you look like. It matters what you stand for. Yeah. And that's the important thing. And you're definitely right. It's changed so much in the last 10 years with social media and with, you know, young people being braver to come out and talk about things and, and, and like people like yourself as well being being an inspiration and, and, and a representation for people to think, okay, that this is, this is growing. And I think mm. you spoke about it before as well in the 10 years. 2012 was such an important point for Paralympics and it has grown mm -hmm. and it has grown and it's important to not forget about it as well. It was great then. It's still great now. It's always going to be great great obviously there's there's more to do but i think that's it, it was it was a great point 2012 absolutely i think that that you, you hit the nail on the head there and it is a situation of in everything it's always wanting better mm. and it's realizing that there's always work improvement to be to be made and, and work to be done you know on, on all fronts so unless it's absolutely perfect but there's not many things in life especially when it comes to in terms of society norms and what's acceptable 
there's not many things that are perfect. So I think that it's, it's up, that's what human beings do is we challenge things yeah. to be better and to improve and to progress. You know, it's, that's, that's what evolution and progress is. You know, mm. stand still. So we all want to, I think, make the world a better place. And I think that's happening. Um, and I'm very excited, yeah, to see the next 10 years. Cause I think, yeah, like you say, it's, there's been a huge increase in the last 10 years. Yeah. So very excited to see all the, all the crazy stuff that's going to happen. Oh gosh, yeah. The next 10 years. Mm, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And uh, just before the last question, I think, like I said, I, I was in your talk and there were so many great questions and interesting questions, but I think the best question came from a young girl who just simply asked, what's your favourite food? <laughs> yeah. yeah, what's your favourite food? As my tummy rumbles right on cue as well, yeah. <laughs> Thinking about the burgers and chocolates that I said, yeah. Burgers and chocolate, yeah. Um, no, yeah, food's great, isn't it? It's one of those things. Uh, <laughs> why is it that all the bad stuff tastes so good? I yeah. know. I wish it would be so, the other way around. Yeah, it would be awesome, wouldn't it? Like, ever Evolution really should have sorted us out. Like, no, 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 no. You're going to like the things that are really good for you. <laughs> well, I say that was a good segue, but going from unhealthy food to then asking about why you love to be active and healthy <laughs> yeah. doesn't seem kind of like the right way. But I, I will also to get ask rid you, of the, the food. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, you can have it now. It's all about moderation, obviously. Exactly. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, that might not be what you're trying to say, though. No, yeah. I think yeah. Exercise. I, I exercise as a um, result of eating the bad stuff. Yes. So you eat the bad stuff, and then you go oh, look down, and you go, okay, it's not looking good. We've got. <laughs> <laughs> and exercise now to fix this mistake yeah. um yeah no i think yeah uh it's, it's all well and good yeah i think it's just about yeah not putting too much pressure on yourself is it and just like going out there and having fun doing something you like to do and trying to be healthy exactly it's not it's not it's not the hardest thing well, that's the issue as well as we all know it but it's really hard to do it i know it's easier <laughs> said than done it yeah. always is johnny thank you very much for joining us we wish you the best in the future and it's been a pleasure that's great cheers for your time today cheers thank man you. Thank you so much for listening to the Outside and Active podcast with our season partners, Sports Tours International and Club La Santa. If you liked what you listened to, please don't forget to subscribe either on Apple, Spotify or your favourite podcasting platform. If you really like what you heard, please do give us a five-star rating. Thank you and until next time, enjoy the outside. <laughs>